from a likely defeat at the hands of the New York Islanders to a victory. The Minnesota Wild ran the gambit in this one tonight. We recap all the action on tonight's Locked On Wild postcast. You are Locked On Wild postcast, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, your team every day. Minnesota Wild pick up a 3-1 win over the New York Islanders here tonight, and we begin tonight's Locked on Wild postcast. Seth Topol with you, and that looked as though it was going to be one of those sleepy, quiet-type games for the Minnesota Wild offensively. Uh, They really did not manage to get anything of substance done on the power play. And it looked as though they were going to kind of assist Ilya Sororkin to a shutout. But then that third period happens, and the Wilds get the benefit of a little bit of a miscue by Sororkin. They get a two-on-one that leads to a goal, and then they get the empty netter. And we go from likely talking about a 1- or 2 nothing loss to talking about a 3-1 to win. Now, it's interesting because that does kind of shift the mental framework as to like, well, what, where, where do we go from here? Because there are still some things that are going to need to be fixed for this team because you had one of the more uh, frustrating nights on special teams that they have had in quite some time. And the power play just was not able to get really anything of substance done. They kind of, shrank back into that pass-only shell, and it looked as though they were just kind of feeding into what the Islanders um, wanted them to do. They they wanted the Wild to kind of make things easy in terms of not really, um, not really testing Sororkin a ton, and yet it, it all flipped, and I thought it was one of those instances in which somebody on offense just needed to step up. And we saw it with uh, Matt Zuccarello in being able to generate that two-on-one opportunity that led to a, uh, a goal for Sam Steele. Uh, Freddie Goudreau able to put a shot on net right up against the post that was, uh, was trouble for Sororkin. But the only reason that the Wilds were in the position that they were in to be able to do that in the third period is because defensively they made life very tough for the Islanders with the exception of their power play opportunities. They made things very difficult five on five and Philip Gustafson continues to really put an impressive stretch of hockey together with the exception of that goal that the Islanders scored, their lone goal. And there's no worse feeling than having a puck kind of knuckle in front of you and not being able to react in time to be able to do anything about it. But if that's the only goal that you're going to give, that you're going to allow to where it, it requires some sort of otherworldly thing to happen you're probably having a pretty good night. And so it leads to a team doing what they need to do. And so the frame the framework switches from 
a team struggling and kind of lulling themselves to sleep offensively to doing what you have to do to come away with a win uh, on the road while you are struggling. So credit to the Minnesota Wild for doing what they needed to do. But there is going to need to be either a mentality shift or a personnel change on special teams because those power plays that the Wild had throughout the course of the night were some of the worst of the year. I mean, you have a lot of passes on the perimeter, almost too many. Well, not even almost. It was too many. Too much play on the perimeter. And I think the entire encapsulation of the special team's woes can be summarized in the instance in which Marcus Foligno had the puck, skated right up to Sororkin, unchecked, but then because he didn't have a good look, and I'm not as mad about that, I'm, as, I'm irritated with what followed. Yeah, I get that he didn't really have a great look there because Sororkin had blocked the entirety of that side of the net. But then waited for somebody to finally come in and help on the other end of the net. And by the time that the second option was there, the pass was late and it just resulted in a play in which you should, from that close, you should be able to come away with at least one look and one shot and the Wilds come away with nothing. And the others spent most of the time in the neutral zone trying to f- kind of fight through traffic. And it just, it's gotten to the point where, yes, I understand you want to have that top unit the way that it is. But if that, you got to shuffle the deck. If it's not working, and it really hasn't been recently, you got to shuffle the deck. And you have to put some other combinations together because otherwise then you're essentially wasting two minutes every time you draw a penalty. You're just wasting two minutes and then trying to get back and figure things out at even strength. So there needs to be some change in, and I think it's everything, structure, overall goal, and personnel on that power play, I think needs to be, um, it needs to be changed because when it's not working, it's those, it's the, all of those things all happening over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. So yes, I'm glad the wild got the win. Glad they were able to do what they needed to do to, finish the trip in New York with three out of four points. And now they've got the game on Saturday against Arizona. But with that trip coming up next week, Washington, Carolina, Florida, and Tampa Bay, you trot that power play out against those guys. It's not going to work. So we will look at that as we uh, move towards the front part of next week, see what we can get figured out. And um, it's, it's a team that I hope will have some jump uh, coming back home uh, against an Arizona Coyotes team that 
is is trying to tank. So we'll talk about that game and we'll talk about some other observations as we finish today's Lockdown Wild postcast after a word from our sponsors, which tonight include betonline.net. They're your number one source for sports betting info, plus stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup, they've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, so head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Bet online, where the game starts. Tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast also brought to you by Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, you have to try Built Bar. What makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable, amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. But did you know that not only can you get them online at Built.com, but now you can find them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. So if you're near a Walmart, stop in and head to the pharmacy section to grab yourself a box of Built Bars or stop by your local Sam's Club and grab a 13-bar box with hit flavors such as brownie batter and churro. You can thank me later. All of that can be found at Built.com. So grab your Built Bars today. Continuing today's Lockdown Wild postcast, Minnesota Wild pick up a 3-1 to win over the New York Islanders. I uh, wanted to mention a tweet that Michael Russo had, uh, had put out earlier in the night talking about the first line, one and dunning it, and having shifts in which they may get an initial shot on net, and that's it. And wondered aloud if it's time for the Wild to put Ryan Hartman back on the top line. And this is something we talked about in today's episode. It may be. And that's not to say that Sam Steele hasn't done well and hasn't uh, been good on that top line, because he has. But... Ryan Hartman can do a little bit more of the puck battling than he can. And that way then you go up and down the lineup and you've got a puck battler on each line for Kaprizov and Zuccarello, it's Hartman. For Boldy and Steele, it's Goudreau. The grief line can do it. The fourth line can do it. Because puck possession becomes a problem with this team and it has all season. And so in order to prevent that from being a continued problem, especially with the road trip coming up that we just discussed, you're going to need to be able to sustain some zone presence so that you can go from getting one shot and having to turn down the ice to maybe two or three with the line that has the best chance to be able to score you goals against some very tricky opponents. So it's it's going to be a judgment call from Dean as to if that is the route that he uh, wants to go. But 
I, I tend to agree with Russo that it may be time for the Wilds to go back to that because then that would fill that speed component that seems to really make that Boldy line tick and make them work the way that they are uh, supposed to supposed to do it. And so we'll see. Dean obviously is keeping a better pulse on all of those changes than anyone watching. So it's going to be up to him, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But, again, tip of the cap to Philip Gustafson for just continuing to be a he, – he has been a sensational goalie for the Wild here this season, winning again tonight, and saved that first goal, as Ron alluded to. Uh, didn't let that fluster him and did a good job of keeping the Islanders from getting any more than they did. And it's nice having a goalie that uh, every time out there on the ice, you've got confidence that they're going to be able to put a good performance on. And Marc-Andre Fleury has done that uh, as well this season. The biggest thing has been getting the defense to do the same in front, and the defense was better tonight than it was against, say, the Rangers or the Sabres. And so if that continues, that's going to help those goalies out even more than they have been kind of reciprocating the defense themselves. So that tandem, if those tandems continue to play well together, that will help take pressure off the offense as well. So, all in all, it, uh, it was just kind of a head-scratcher game for the, uh, the Wild here tonight, but I'd rather be on the winning side of that for sure than on the other end of it. And so now we regroup and we take on an Arizona Coyotes team on Saturday that they it's, it, it's one of those games that we saw against the Anaheim Ducks, we've seen against other opponents this year, put them away early, or they will hang around a little bit more than you would like to see. So we'll have a preview of that game for you as well. And, of course, we'll have uh, a full episode for you tomorrow on Lockdown Wild. That is going to wrap up tonight's Lockdown Wild postcast. So make sure that you tune in each and every day of the week to uh, get our new episode of Lockdown Wild. You can tune in for these pre- and post games, as well as other content throughout the week on YouTube on your favorite podcast platforms, and on social media as well. We've got new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.